1: Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the release in question. It's not a review show. We're not critics in a traditional sense. We just give our honest reaction to what we hear. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes we're ambivalent towards it ultimately the goal is to just get new music into people's ears we encourage everybody to interact with uh, and support the things that they enjoy even if it's stuff that we talk mad shit on you can do that by purchasing physical releases when that's a a, an option that's available to you by going and seeing bands now that that is uh, becoming Um, normal once again i've seen a bunch of people posting videos from shows and whatnot over the last couple weeks and it's got me very very stoked to uh dive headfirst back into that myself in the uh, near future beyond that the format for the show is very simple as well we have 10 bands in the queue every week we roll some dice and we usually get through between uh, about five and seven of them that's really all there is to it we're recording this on uh the fourth of july um wonderful celebration of this great nation and um i obviously paid homage to america in the only way that is um really appropriate which is to watch the film independence day the classic the holiday classic
2: (laughs) jesus i haven't watched that movie in probably 20
1: years that is one of the worst movies i've ever seen i i I knew you felt that way so i knew i had to bring it up as well because uh i love that movie that movie was actually largely responsible uh, for a young me getting it in his head that uh, he wanted to be a fighter pilot because <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I can get in sick dogfights with aliens. And as I <laughs> as I got older, I realized that was not the actuality of uh, military life. Um, or being a fighter pilot, um, and that dogfights don't really even happen anymore. And even if they did, they would probably be in the service of a, of an ideal that I didn't support. So I didn't end up uh, treading that path. But Independence Day definitely had six-year-old me longing to sit behind uh, the controls of a of an F A eighteen Hornet.
2: Yeah, that. Oh fuck, damn! You
1: at the office right now? No, I'm at home. Somebody's calling me though. Okay. i can making fuck off. I like, I like though that you do have like an office-esque ringtone. Like that sounds like a straight up old school, like call center yeah. ringtone.
2: Well, that's because all the other ones are so awful, right? I mean, right, I sure. just have like a little flip phone, right? Yeah. And a lot of times when I'm working outside or whatever, I, you know, I can't hear my phone or it's not on me or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I just put that on. And like, I don't, I don't want it to sound like anything else. You know, it would be perfect if it just sounded like an actual phone, like, right. a, like a, you know, ringing phone. Right. So, um, yeah, everybody seems to get a kick out of my fucking my fucking uh ringtones and shit
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, I, what I the like fuck it. does
2: yours sound like? what is it? What is it play some
1: fucking limp biscuit song or something <laughs> no i don't I don't have a ringtone i uh i only, I only have my phone on vibrate
2: well, see, but that's the thing too is i i don't I don't wait with bated breath for my phone to do something, sure, and I don't look at it all day, so i, I like you know it's. Only like it has to get my attention because otherwise I'm not paying attention to it.
1: Right. Yeah. And you and you might need to be uh you might need to get it for work or something of that nature.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I just oh fuck it, right? Sure. So yeah, so um 4th of July. So that's all you did was watch Independence Day?
1: Yeah. I went to uh I went to my grandparents' house yesterday with uh with Zaven, with my girlfriend and uh my little brother bought four hundred dollars worth of fireworks. Um which was fine. I mean, it was cool. I, uh, I understand everybody's, um, reticence to participate in, uh, in 4th of July, but, um, you know, I'll take any opportunity where it's socially acceptable to blow shit up for like a 24 to 48 hour period once a year. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, but I, I remember those fireworks you bought like five years ago.
1: Yeah, the ones that we, like, blew up the bucket and shit with.
2: Yeah, and we were shooting them over the fucking, out of the road and stuff. Yeah. Um, I still have, like, half of those in my garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's nothing like old, hot fireworks in your garage, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not a safety concern at all. Um, and I don't know what to do with them because I don't really have a place I can go let them off. Right. And <clears throat> outside of the context of, of chilling with friends, they're not really that fun.
1: No, not at all.
2: You know, like, like it's, you're kind of a fucking weirdo if you like setting fireworks off by yourself. For sure. Yeah. No, it's, it's similar. It's similar to like, you know, going to the range by yourself. Yeah, for sure. Why would you do that? Shooting guns is boring after 10 or 15 minutes. And the only way to keep it interesting is like to be irresponsible with them downrange with your friends, right? <laughs> right. Like exactly. just put a bunch of shit downrange and start shooting it and see what happens, right? Sure. Yeah. But like going to the range and responsibly like, you know, sending, you know, $150 or $300 worth of ammunition because it's so expensive right now downrange by yourself. Yeah.
1: And uh, that's some watch list shit. <laughs> yeah for sure you need to go outside and fucking touch grass if that's yeah. what's on your agenda for the yeah. week
2: yeah it really is it really is so i thought you were going to come in hot on the fourth of july like putting up our punk bona fides by like you know talking shit on america and fucking <laughs> flag you know and all that stuff but here you are know, like yeah get, get together and watch independence day and
1: and uh, go shoot fireworks at my grandma at the lake. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm 31 years old. I think that um, I we we can all agree, if we're all thinking adults here that are are um, willing to have like to engage in like a, a reasonable discussion in which we all acknowledge the, sort of the facts on the ground of this nation, how it came to be, how it stands today. No, hey, it's it's a perfect vision. <laughs> It was that's a perfect right. vision formed on July 4th, 1776, That's right, right yeah. By the founders, a perfect vision, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right, which is, why, which is why the Constitution is just as evergreen today as it always has been. It is a perfect vision, immutable, <laughs> unchangeable, right? That's right, yep. Yeah, so for sure, that's I, exactly what I was getting I don't, I hear,
2: I don't getting want to hear any of your fucking bullshit about <laughs> CRT. Right. Uh Oh, other people had it bad. Yeah. But look where we are now. It's fucking awesome.
1: Hell yeah. Right. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with that. So no reason for me to continue. You just there you uh, go. You finished going off. So let's just there. nip that
2: shit in the bud. Cause I was waiting for you to come off with that shit right <laughs> off the get-go. And I was gonna
1: I was not gonna have any
2: of it. See, you got me a little tuned up right now.
1: <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God we're on the same page. Um yeah, so one one quick life update that is uh that is positive um, is that my uh well it's a positive and a negative. Like overall it will it will better my living conditions, but it will be oh, did did homeboy move out? well, he didn't move out yet, but he uh he got served he got served notice, so he's supposed to be out of here by the seventeenth, and uh, we have seen and heard him loudly packing between the hours of like midnight and five a m so like frustrated like, rah, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it seems to be kind of going that way for sure. um we think that one of the women that he has over here all the time, this toothless. Toothless woman that is constantly in and out of here is also maybe like tricking out of there as well because we've seen her just get in like various random cars uh all day today and disappear for like five to ten minutes and then return back. Um, so it's it's sort of like I guess they're really keeping the fun going till the very end. Like the party's not stopping until the cops come, you know what yeah, I mean? Why the fuck not, man? I think
2: I told you like I had some friends that lived in a party house, you know, back in, around like fucking 98 or so yeah and there was a gang of them right and my one buddy who's one of my closest friends lived up in the attic and they used to fucking drink and party all the time and it wasn't a punk house it was just like a frat dude house but none of them ever even went to college you know what i mean Yeah, sure just like a bunch of drunk bros and then like like everybody that was in college and and all the local like basically anybody that wanted to fucking party and get wild would end up at this place right and there were constantly fights there was constantly fucking like you name it right and but the attic of this joint because it was a huge like three-story house the attic of this joint was stuffed to the gills with antiques right yeah my buddy had like one half of the attic and that was his room and then the other half of the attic was stuffed to the fucking rafters with all kinds of cool old shit and of course they got evicted. Um, and, but when they went, they absolutely cleaned that place out. <laughs> there was, there was like all kinds of shit up there.
1: Right. Yeah. They took it all. I mean, fuck it, man. Why not? Why not? Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Why not? So I think that's probably the similar attitude that, uh, my upstairs neighbor has. He's been, uh, he's been doing all his friends laundry in the basement. It's been, uh, it's been really cool. <laughs> so, um i I you know, ideally we got about two weeks left of this shit. So um we'll see how it plays out. Jay Glock has been in and out. The the rap. I told you boyfriend. he'd be back. I told you he'd be back. Yeah, if he's been in and out, there was some fighting going on, there was more animalistic screaming of like, Why are you doing this to me and shit. Um at some at one point we heard uh, I don't know if he was holding a gun or a knife or something, but uh the one roommate was like screaming like, Please put it down. Um and there was no sound coming from J-Glock, so there was, there was some sort of weapon being brandished or something. Um, I I think I, I am gonna kind of miss it, you know. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna miss it between. I'm not gonna miss it during the hours in which I'm trying to catch some sleep, but I am gonna yeah. miss it just during the day when I'm kind of kicking around the house. You know, it's it'll it'll be a bummer not to be able to look out my window and see two grown men swinging on each other in broad daylight.
2: It sounds like you live next door to some like. Netflix thriller or something Uh like you live right downstairs from it. Right. Like you don't like you don't know if you didn't know that it was just A bunch of you know basically addicts and people with substance abuse issues like freaking out constantly (laughs) right you know yeah if you didn't get the backstory you think you just live you you live next door to some like you know murder mystery
1: thriller (laughs) yeah for sure unfortunately it's uh it's nothing nearly that uh that exciting it's it's far more pedestrian just the suffering and stupidity of uh the average everyday human being
2: yeah. Well, see, I was also ready to bitch about the 4th of July falling on a Sunday because I hate it when holidays fall on the weekend. Yeah. Like, why even bother, right? Let's sure. just not have it this year, right? Right. Because um, then you got to go to work, right?
1: But it turns out I got tomorrow off anyway. So Oh, worry. fuck yeah. Well, you got nothing to complain about then. Yeah. Um, and we play at D&D tomorrow. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're kind of living the dream. We are we are
2: living the dream. It's a beautiful summer day. I haven't done a single summertime activity so far this year. Um I somehow still can't like seem to shake off the fucking 2020 vibes and like get back into the in, into the swing of things. I finally got cleared to ride my bike. Oh, hell um, yeah. At least just cruise around town. But my best buddy doesn't have a bike that
1: works because so, he hasn't been able to scrounge up $30 <laughs> in four fucking years. So so I was just thinking about that earlier today. I shit you not. I'm going to go pick up uh, maybe tomorrow, actually, because I think David and I are going to... I think we're going to go to Fox Island and maybe uh, jump in the old swimming hole. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, thank you. we went
1: there uh, we went there last week and there was a man in full like scuba gear um who was wading through the water in the midst of families playing with a uh, full-on metal detector
2: now um, that sounds like a much better time than just <laughs> swimming at least he's protected he's looking for shit he might find something cool right right people yeah. probably lose shit down there all the time sure and, and, and he knows
1: what he wants and he's not afraid to go get it, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I think we're going to pop over there tomorrow, but, uh, while we're out, I'm going to, I'm going to swing by the bug house, grab my bike out of the garage and swing it by uh, summit city and, uh, and have them throw some new tires and a new chain on there so that, uh, I can get back up and back up and running on biking. And we can, uh, we can go out any old evening here pretty soon. I'll, okay. I'm definitely, I'm way down. We can hop on the, on the greenway easily from, from where my place is at. The the uh the world is going to be our oyster here shortly. Okay. Hey, pick up my PA while you're at it. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. I can do that. Um. All right. You got anything uh you want to address before we jump into the uh the queue for the week? No, I think we're good. Let's do it. All right. Cool. So first up, we have got um a band name that I love so much. As so I as I so often do um when uh when we get you know japanese japanese band names actually you know what my bad i forgot to uh well wait no maybe this one this one comes <laughs> what are you later. talking
2: about this band is not from japan
1: yeah no i know i said i sent it in the wrong order this one was supposed to go uh this one's supposed to go later down in the order i just you uh fucker. yeah i know I'm <laughs> you know i'm such an i'm such an amateur so uh the first band that we have tonight is slamming avoid nuts from japan um with their uh they're split with a band Sun children's son um this was sent in by tyler hammer who sends in quite a lot of stuff to the show these days and yeah they're a tokyo japan based band that i know nothing about other than the fact that they're called slamming avoid nuts which is fucking sick um That's, I mean, that's about as quintessentially a Japanese punk band name as you can have. The first song on here is Slam Jam Birmingham. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real, man. Which is just such a great, I mean, I don't know, I can't speak to musically, but at least just... um, uh, visually looking at that track list that's a great way to open your record with slam jam birmingham <laughs> um next up we have got the band gaze with uh Silun they're a finnish band so uh forgive my pronunciation this was sent in by rich miles he described them as clearly being fans of the band death side speaking of japanese stuff then we have got Mother of Graves with Ensombra Dreams. This is a band uh, from Indianapolis, Indiana that um, is evidently pretty fucking popular based on uh, how many people are in the supported by column of their band camp, but I nonetheless have never heard of and I think are actually fairly new. I think they've only been around for a couple years. I guess they play um, kind of melodic doom kind of kind of shit. This was submitted, submitted by Ty Winslow. Okay. Then we have got Provoker with Spell Strike. This was sent in by Parker Rip Parker Rippinger. Which, if that's your last name, um, you you're you're a very lucky man. Um, he said he has been eagerly awaiting a new, a new release from this band. I am not familiar with anything that this band has done, so I can't say that I'm in the same boat. But if we land on it, we'll see if it's any good. Then we have got the band Stucco with Do the Cocoon. It's a single from an Orlando, Florida-based band. It was sent in. By Russ, who plays in the band. He also played in another band that was uh that was sent into us a while back by uh by Fatty Hurst. He was he played in a band called the WellZines. It was Mm. it was like the shit that we heard that was super riffy and we said kind of reminded us of some desert rock shit in a way, Mm -hmm. um, and was kind of also in like the OCs world, maybe Mm -hmm. a little Tysagali. So this is a, a new band of his. Then we have got casing with patterns of deterioration. This is a uh, John Fett submission. He described this as noise core and no. grind and all the stuff that John Fett typically likes, you know? Seriously? As soon as you said
2: patterns of deterioration, I knew this was a John Fett submission. Of course. I, right? I don't know why, but it just, it just totally sounds like a fucking, you know, f- like, like grind PV sort of like release. And, uh, I don't know. It's just completely, I was like, this has to be John Fett.
1: Yep. Yes. Very astute. Uh, then next up we have got a band, uh, that even, even Jay, our, you know, our, uh, Romanian correspondent, uh, said he was totally lost in the pronunciation of, um, this well, they're is, from Ukraine. They are from, not from Romania. I, true, but I was going to point out. I was going to say to to some folks who may not who may not realize, um, even though you know Romania is nestled there in the Eastern Bloc, um, you know Romanian is indeed a Romance language. So even though they share a little grammar with uh, some of the Russian-based languages over there. It's not a Slavic language, um, so, you know, there's not as much crossover as you might think. So he said he was lost in the pronunciation, um, but he thinks it might be like Pushka. Um, he also described this as being what he thinks post, post-hardcore slash post-metal guys think black metal sounds like and that the clean vocals were kind of interesting. So everything about this description sounds really bad to me. Then next up, we have a band called New Elvis with their single District. Um, This was sent in by Kevin, who plays in this band. I don't know anything about them. I did go to their band camp, and they self-described as folk punk, um, which is not promising. Then we have got Die Alone with Self-Fulfilling Prophecy, This was sent in by Vince, Uh, this is a band out of Toronto, and he said he was pulling a uh, a Colton and just submitting something from his area that he doesn't necessarily back. He described this as mesh shorts kids um, trying their best to play what he imagines is their take on kind of triple B core, and that the Trapped Under Ice influence is very obvious in this. Okay. And then last up, we have a band called Cutters with Australian War Crimes. As the name implies, this is an Australian band. They're based out of Melbourne. And this is a uh, an international submission from John uh, from the band The Path. It's been a minute since we've had a John submission in the queue. Um, and this is an Australian band that I have not yet heard. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to either landing on this or checking it out independently, because as any uh, longtime listener of the show knows, we... Uh, We've got a big old hard on for Australia's punk scene, so mm. let's uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up first. Two, two is gaze. The bandcamp is well, it's not uh, easy to type out. It's g slash a slash z well dash rather g dash a dash z dash e dot bandcamp dot com dot com. Kind of a pain in the ass to type out. This is a band from Helsinki, Finland. This is their their debut, this is a demo. So uh, Rich did not suggest any particular song, um, but they have the second song, the one after their intro queued up to play, so we'll just go with that one. So we are going to listen to LKIS by Gaze off of their demo. We just heard the song L K I S by the band Gaze off of their demo. Nate, how'd you feel about that? I like that. I don't see what there is to not like about that.
2: I like when folks basically do our 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 work for us by telling us the band they already sound like. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah, I mean bastard, death side, right? The next track came on, um, I don't Cyland Thule or whatever, the the title track. And uh it's, the 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 opening riff sounded like something like a Gism rift. Right. riff. Um so yeah. Um yeah, that fucking rule, right? Yeah. Um too bad that uh you either can get it from Finland or Japan. Um right.
1: Yeah, no neither neither are great options if you're looking for stateside uh, or for like a reasonable reasonable shipping costs stateside.
2: Right. And and I like how the lines now are blurred so much between so much like Scandi D beat stuff like this and Japanese stuff. That yeah. it's basically the same thing.
1: Yeah, I was gonna comment. It's, it's on such that. a, it's such a, it's such a unlikely pairing for sure. Yes, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, but, uh, yeah, this was dope. Yeah, it's it's like been an interesting sort of like multi generational game of ping pong at this point because like you had the UK D beat stuff filter over to Norway or mm-hmm. I mean over to Scandinavia <clears throat> rather and um it it there was you know some distinct Scandinavian permutations formed and then that filtered over to Japan which then did their take on the scandi db thing so you're already twice removed from the source at that point and now you have this phenomenon where the japanese with the scandi influenced japanese shit is bouncing back to scandinavia <laughs> so you're it's like this very strange game of uh, of like subgenre telephone you know mm-hmm in which yes everything is sort of blurred and become indistinct and it kind of falls into this um broad realm of of what i just kind of classify as like international hardcore at this point where it's like it's distinctly not american you know gaze classifies it as super dimensional hardcore which is sounds perfectly japanese (laughs) yes it does sound perfectly japanese for sure um, but yeah, you know, this, this sounds distinctly non-American in, in pretty much every way. Um, but, uh, I mirror your sentiments on this. This is definitely good for sure. I mean, especially for a demo, it ripped, the riffs were great. It, uh, it had that distinctly Scandi and or Japanese, uh, metal punk flavor that I, uh, always enjoy when it's pulled off with, uh, this degree of expertise. Nothing about this not to like if you like this particular style of, uh, melodic ripping D-beat. It was yeah. it was really good. Yeah, um, I really don't have much else to say about it. There's not uh, not a whole lot. You, you can't you can't really wax intellectual about this shit for too terribly long. It's just uh, good solid good solid rip and D beat.
2: Yeah, I'd like to know what other bands these members have been in because this doesn't sound like a first rodeo band.
1: No, not at all, not at all. I would uh, I would be interested to find that out as well. Um, let's uh, if we if we got no further thoughts on this, let's go ahead and uh, roll the dice and keep it moving. Okay, four. Okay, four is uh, is stucco. Every once in a while, we get an email that accompanies a submission that I think is um, that I think is good enough to read on air. Um, so you know, I think you know either the the content is funny enough or uh, relevant enough, or just the writer is erudite enough to warrant a reading. And I think that uh, I think that this, this qualifies. So I'm gonna read Russ, the email from Russ, who is uh, who is in this band and who self submitted this. So. He's, he writes, Hey Gray and Nathan, I wanted to submit my band's latest single and let it have a go through the gauntlet. Will the D10 grace us? We are called Stucco and the track is Do the Cocoon off our upcoming album Cocoon. This functions as a solo recording project for, for me, but we play the songs as a group live. We have a bit of an eclectic sound, taking cues from Ween, the various projects of John Dwyer, Uranium Club, and the Coneheads, but we try to make each song as different as possible and hop genres pretty frequently. I hope you like it. I've started listening to the podcast recently after my friend Todd, a.k.a. Fatty Hurst, sent sent in a song by my other now-dead band, The Wellzines. If you don't remember, you all liked it about 80%. After hearing what you both had to say, I continued digging into the back catalog and found a few bands I was familiar with from Orlando and elsewhere, but more importantly discovered what quickly became my favorite podcast, period. Love the insight and laughs you both bring. I was nervous to submit Stucco at first, as it leans a bit more on the poppy side of things than some of the heavy shit you regularly play, but now that I've been chewing up a few episodes a day, I know that A, sometimes you all dig some of the more melodic tunes, B, sometimes the bands you like kind of suck, C, sometimes, though not as often, the bands you hate are kind of dope yeah <laughs> so yeah attached below is the bandcamp link to do the cocoon which depending on if when you do the episode might be the actual full-length record it comes out, Ju- out, out june 4th which uh yeah we're about a month behind on that he said it's uh love what you do thanks for all the laughs and insightful discussions can't can't wait to hear the next one
2: okay uh,
1: so there you go thanks russ thanks for uh i you know i always i always like when we receive um anything that is even adjacent to like an insightful or thoughtful message from somebody submitting some music or just listening to the show. That's always nice. Yeah. Very nice, friendly, personable email, right? Yeah, for sure. So, um, we did like your last band about 80%. Um, I actually went, uh, while I was prepping for the episode, I went back and revisited it and, uh, yeah, that's, that shit is, is pretty cool for sure. I think we, I think we both identified it as potentially falling into into the poser music uh, category, but not not based on the quality of the music itself, just on who it might attract. You know, um, so I'm interested to I'm interested just with all the name drops and the influences and the and the sort of um, the self awareness that there might be some disjointed genre hops in this music. I'm interested to see uh, to see how this sounds. So let's just jump right into it. So we're gonna listen to "Do the Cocoon" by the band Stucco from Orlando, Florida. Okay. We just heard the song, Do the Cocoon by Stucco out of Orlando, Florida. Nate, how'd you feel about it? That was
2: pretty fun. Um, there were parts of it that stuck with me and were catchy as shit in the Mm -hmm. chorus when the guitars came in, for instance, that was pretty dope. Yep. Um, when I started reading the lyrics and took it as a literal sort of like science-y song about butterflies, Mm -hmm. that's when it stuck with me. If I, if, um, I take like, and I take the lyrics as I think they're meant as a sort of an uplifting metaphor. Uh, uh-huh. uh, it kind of falls flat for me cause I never want anybody to feel uplifted. Um, it, trust me, you think today was fucking bad. You just <laughs> fucking wait.
1: <laughs> See, I, <laughs> I, I the
2: goddamn the goddamn Gulf of Mexico is on fire right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Temperatures almost hitting 120 degrees in British Columbia with wild wildfires going out of control. Right. Yeah, I was, I was
1: going to mention that about uh, Vancouver. Um, yeah.
2: uh, cosplay Nazis trying to march down the street in Philadelphia and getting fucking chased away in Penske moving trucks. Right. Um, it's uh, uh, well. It's only gonna get worse. <laughs> see So I, if I read if if I listen to the lyrics as a sciencey sort of thing, then it sticks with me because this sounded like a nerdy science sort of song.
1: Yeah, see, I read these literally. I, I'm not sure, I'm not entirely sure that uh Russ was was trying to uh steep this in metaphor or anything. I think that maybe this was just a literal um exploration of the life cycles of a butterfly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I, that when I, when I did that, then, um, I dug it for sure. Um, when I looked at it that way. Um, so yeah, it was, it was fun and catchy. If I think about it in the right way and get it in the right mood, I like it. Um, so I don't have a ter- I, I don't have a, a ton of shit to talk on it really. Um, I will point out the process of metamorphosis in a chrysalis. Mm-hmm. Um, is very poorly understood what is understood is that the caterpillar <laughs> essentially liquefies uh-huh. um i mean like literally breaks down into liquid and stem cells, and then the cells somehow chemically communicate and rearrange themselves um and grow into a completely different type of organism right. but it 's extremely messy and I was just listening to a podcast about it maybe about two months ago huh. and uh it 's pretty wild like the 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 cells As the body liquefies and just breaks down and digests itself, certain cells stick around as like stem cells, as progenitors for the other cells that, and they migrate and move to different regions of the chrysalis where they're going to become the brain or the gut or whatever. And then it just kind of like reforms out of this liquid. Um, It's pretty gross. Yeah, Uh, that's pretty gross. And I'm also trying to figure out what the butterfly is in the cover because the chrysalis looks like your classic, you know, monarch chrysalis. Right, um, that is definitely not a monarch caterpillar, and those eggs are, look to be on an elm leaf, and uh, <laughs> that's morning cloak will use an elm as a host plant, but not monarchs. Right. And the butterfly up top kind of looks like a monarch, so who knows? It might just be a really shitty drawing done by somebody with virtually no understanding of butterfly biology.
1: <laughs> it very, I I bet there's um, a strong possibility that that is exactly exactly the case um so yeah i'm kind of in the same camp as you on this one as well whereas uh where we're like yeah when i when i process process this through a very literal lens um i'm into it i don't want any metaphor in this i want this to to be a a literal discussion of the life cycle of a butterfly um musically i guess i was i was immediately struck by the fact that there's um a, some bold decisions up front to use very stupid sounding instrumentation, which <laughs> I like. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like no doubt. I like that. Like it right. came, it came, came out strong with just like sounds that, that are going, yeah. <laughs>
2: which, which when I thought about it as like a science. Sure yeah totally makes sense right
1: right yes uh you know i mean th- this the devo is probably um too often cited but i think is an obvious an obvious comparison to make here um you know, and and I guess with the with the content, with the actual lyrical content, especially if we're if we're going the literal route, uh, maybe a little bit of they might be giants in there as well, which yeah. I am a big fan of. I also was uh, I was struck by the chorus. The chorus is super catchy when all the guitars come in. I was kind of um, I was kind of longing for that that level of energy to, mm-hmm. uh, to persist throughout the entirety of the song. Um, I, I don't know that the verses stuck with me quite, quite as, uh, as much as the chorus did, but I will say that the whole package here is interesting enough that I'm for sure going to check out the rest of this EP and, and, and spend some time with it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, my, my interest is peaked, which is more than a lot of bands on this show do. So I mean, I'm, I, I think at the very least what I heard is a, a solid effort, a spirited effort and not, um, I mean, it's not dime a dozen bullshit at the very least. No, for sure. It made me want to check out the rest of the EP. So I guess well done on that front.
2: Yeah. So that chorus you'd mentioned, we both agreed is pretty catchy, kind of an earworm. Yeah. I was thinking about this earlier. I don't think I ever actually get an earworm of a song I like in my head. It's pretty rare,
1: man. It's like pretty rare.
2: A couple weeks ago, for virtually the better part of 10 days. Yeah. So up until relatively recently, actually, because I heard, I heard a Sheryl Crow song in a fucking store I went into. I had that fucking song stuck in my head. Yeah. And it wasn't the one song... That she the, the the one hit that she has it was some other fucking Cheryl Crow song right okay, yeah literally never listened to Cheryl Crow before in my life and it was just about like a seven second snippet of the song that I could not get the fuck out of my head right <laughs> yeah that's how it always seems to be <clears throat> it's always a song I don't like <clears throat> it's never a good song it's never a song that puts in mood or or it's not even a real song sure yeah there's always like that yeah a, <laughs> a fake song right right yeah I've had I, I've had um. Tim's song to Tony, Your Love Gets Me High, from the (laughs) on-cinema thing stuck in my head. Yeah. And then all day today, I was singing the Wendy Kirby version of Back in the High Life. I've watched that video about 10 times today. Oh, it's so good, dude. And I can't, I don't hear, I don't hear Steve Winwood's version. Right. I hear the on-cinema Wendy Kirby version of Back (laughs) in the High Life in my head. (laughs) Of
1: course. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, that's a phenomenon that I'm all too familiar with. It's very rare that a song I actually like gets stuck in my head.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I, I could deal with that. I, I like, I, uh, you know, if, if this chorus from this song got stuck in my head for a little while, that'd be okay to just sort of flush some of that stuff out. Yeah,
1: for sure. Right. Yeah. It would be a nice, uh, nice little palate cleanser. So here's finger, fingers crossed that this, uh, this gets stuck in my head instead of, um, the version of man in the box by Alice in Chains that I've been singing for, um, the last five days, which is, I am the man that is gay sucking on a dick. Um, so <laughs> I've just been singing that day in and day out for right. several days now. So not
2: even like, like man in the box on itself. Fine song. Right? Sure. Yeah but it's never a real song it's never the real version it's <laughs> right. always it's always some shitty fucking meme <laughs> version of a song or yeah. a shitty song always for sure
1: for sure right? So so here's hoping that uh that cocoon can just do the cocoon can flush flush all of the nonsense out of our brains um but yeah thanks to russ for sending that in thanks for your thoughtful email and uh i'll be checking out the rest of this ep for sure mm-hmm. um let's roll the dice and see what's up i don't next. think it's an EP. It's uh it's not an EP?
2: No, it's a full nine songs. Oh yeah, it
1: is nine songs. There you go. So this is uh this is a proper full length release. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll uh I'll spend some time with this, see if it doesn't suck. Let's uh let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Three. All right. Three is provoker. Um the bandcamp is provoker dot bandcamp dot com. The song is Spellstrike. It is a uh, a single. It looks like they've come out with another single since then. Like I said, the person who submitted this said that they have been eagerly awaiting a release from this band, and it looks like it looks like this band has been going for like a good five six years now. Um, but mm-hmm. they're not one that I'm familiar with, so I, I can't speak to uh, to the quality or even the style of this band. I will say that they they put a lot of a lot of um, information on their band camp page in terms of like who is releasing this, when it was released, who the AR person is. Okay,
2: I saw that the A&R, the writer. The writer, right. There's yeah. two writers. There's, you know, who's, who knows what they wrote? Yeah, like, for sure. The web developer.
1: Creative, art director,
2: yeah. digital creative. Um, what the fuck is this? A Marvel motion picture? <laughs>
1: yeah, for real, man. Why, why is there such a... Uh, it's just like photo
2: Eddie Mandel... What f- Oh, there's a video, that's why. I'm like, yeah. what fucking photo? It's
1: just like a black and white image that says Spell Strike with yeah. the band name. Um, so do we uh do we want to watch the video for this uh for this single since we have it right here in front of us? Yeah, of course we do. All right, cool. So, we're going to listen to the song Spell Strike by the band Provoker from Los Angeles. Okay, so we just heard the song and saw the video for the song Spellstrike Strike" by the band Provoker from L.A. And so, so this, I'm looking at the picture of these guys. Sorry, I told, I told
2: you to go first. I'm gonna let you finish, but I'm just, I'm looking at this dude wearing a Warzone shirt. Right? They got uh, the fucking tattoos. They got the look. Right? Right. This, this, this is something that like dudes who who probably kind of listen to hardcore and play in hardcore this is what they decide to do when they decide to like actually go for it.
1: Exactly. Yes. This is, I was just about to say, this is clearly some dudes who um, are trying to exploit their, um, and I use the term exploit neutrally here. I'm just speaking, you know, in in terms of fact here, Um, they're clearly trying to exploit their association with subculture to help uh lend them some degree of like subcultural cachet in their attempt to step into the world of legitimate quote-unquote music making right Uh, like but make no mistake this is fucking garbage it was it was almost not garbage there there's the dna of something really cool in there for sure um in terms of just like catchy danceable post-punk shit but then laid over the top of that, I mean, first of all, it's super overproduced. But beyond that, um, laid over the top of it is a some some decisions were made lyrically and vocally that um, to somebody who, who doesn't have an ear for pop sensibilities, at least not pop sensibilities in, in this world, um, can only be described as, as deeply perplexing. And every once in a while, we get a submission to this show that I almost feel like we don't even have any business speaking on because it's no, so this, is, afield, fine, man. this you know? is so
2: far afield this is this is uh this is fucking you know america's got talent bullshit as far as i'm concerned man this is so far out of my fucking purview all i gotta do all look, look, i was reading along with it. i didn't really pay attention the, the video is stupid and boring right sure yeah um it was a young skinny vin diesel chasing uh, the, the specter of his love through the fucking city and forest, I guess. <laughs> right. Um. All I got to do is look at the third fucking line.
1: Only want your love.
2: <laughs> You're, you are fuck <laughs> off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
2: I, I'm telling you, man, that one of my biggest pet peeves is when people actually fucking communicate like that. Oh, dude, it's Like, awful. I barely, I barely respond to a text that has shit like that. My dad'll do that shit. Yeah. Like, Hey, you, letter U, right? Mm-hmm. You coming in tomorrow, the, the 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 number two, tomorrow. Right. Right? Why the fuck would you do that, dad? You're a 72-year-old man. <laughs> yes. I know that's how my niece, I, I know that's how my niece and your granddaughter type when she, you know, I, maybe she's, I don't fucking know, I don't text with my niece. That'd be fucking weird. But like. <laughs> You know, I know that's how she fucking would when she sends you a text, you know, you know, like that's how like teenage kids talk. But I guess I don't fucking know. I don't hang around teenage kids. Right. I'm sure shit don't text with them. Why the fuck would you do that? Why would you fucking do that?
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a, a if, very you want, question. if you
2: want me to immediately think almost nothing of you. Right. right? yeah If you want me to think so little of you that I wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire, I wouldn't even stand to watch because you don't deserve the fucking attention right, right. yeah put that kind of
1: shit in written communication
3: <laughs>
1: yeah uh so so to 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 get back to this band real quick and then um and then we'll move on um this is This is definitely part of a wave of shit right now that I think is is trying to cash in on and I've commented on this before, like um, you know, subculture kind of coming full circle where it's punk and hardcore and post punk have been around long enough to, to become museum pieces up for analysis by academics and and critics and, you know, fucking think pieces and the fucking you know in the new yorker and shit or whatever the fuck right and so right right th- right now there is a-, a wave of shit that is pulling specifically from like dark wave and post-punk and shit but is flirting a lot with kind of some of the weird like um emo trap emo rap sh- shit tropes like and you could hear that in the vocal presentation here in which they really sort of like trite contrived lyricism that means nothing and like the over the top almost like pushing into kind of like lo-fi r&b-esque vocal delivery um over top of a sort of catchy earworm of like a post-punk song that's a thing that's happening right now not as not as catchy as wendy kirby not as catchy as wendy kirby no um but yeah that's a thing that's happening right now and and i'm sure like it appeals to some people but like And it was, and it was well-written. It was well-delivered, whatever the fuck, you know, this, uh, in terms of like musical quality. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I guess, you know, it's, it's certainly better than a lot of shit that I hear um, uh, the vast majority majority of shit that I hear on the radio. If this were, if this were to become the dominant pop paradigm um, cool, it's better than what we presently have, but it's still nothing that I engage with. And I don't imagine it's anything that any adult should engage with because um, if you like r&b uh, lo-fi r&b type shit you can find shit that's way better delivered than this and if you like actual dark wave and post-punk and shit you can find stuff that is legitimate dark wave and post-punk so yeah. this weird thing this weird sort of pop infused iteration of it um it does nothing for me at all so.
2: zero zero Absolutely zero threat, zero transgressiveness, zero, nothing about this is is in any, like the way these guys dress, I look at pictures of them they, oh, I'm holding a uh, circular saw blade with knuckle gloves on and I've got a baseball bat. Like that's the best you can do to conjure up (laughs) any sort of like, you know fucking threaten your music is it is is to stand around like clowns right wearing wearing clown gear yeah um but at at the heart of it yo this is about as fucking threatening as the fucking as as uh as target on a fucking wednesday afternoon man yeah this is and this sounds like something you could probably hear low key in the fucking background as you're walking through target it smells it smells like a big box store to me
1: yeah man this is uh this is algorithm alt rock for sure um, so on that note, let's, uh, let's keep it moving and never again speak of Provoker. Yeah. Fucking hell. Seven. All right. Seven is Cutters. Um, the band camp is Cutters Melbourne dot dot com. The record is Australian War Crimes. Look like, looks like this band has been around since summer of last year. I am not familiar with them. Know nothing whatsoever about them, but they're from Australia. So, you know, they've got my ear. Um, Let's see what song do they have queued up to play. It looks like they've got the, uh, the title track queued up. So we're going to listen to Australian War Crimes off the EP of the same name by the band Cutters. Fuck yeah. All right. We just heard Australian War Crimes off of the EP of the same name by the band Cutters from Australia, and that was a real good palate cleanser after Provoker.
2: (laughs) Sure was that was a uh, that was a uh, solid classic Motorhead hardcore sound for sure yes yes
1: yeah really 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 solid rock and hardcore stuff there that was uh, again you know we've it it's it can I'm sure be confusing to somebody maybe just tuning in uh, recently that we sometimes get stuff that is um, rock and roll for us in the wrong way even though we often often um, scream the rallying cry that rock and roll based hardcore is the best hardcore this is an example of done the right way this is the yeah. this is the correct way to incorporate um just like straight up rock and roll influences into hardcore that was really good
2: yeah this was this was fucking dope about real shit right Yep. um and here's something i was thinking about as it went it's basically you know the, like the song you know rides on the strength of the riff right for sure yes um the song rides in the strength of the riff the, the lyrics are pretty direct about um, you know austrian Australian special service you know war crimes in Afghanistan, um, I'm sure probably over there and in, in Australia they got their fair share of people that think it's fucking cool to uh, you know brutalize other people right I'm oh, sure um, you know fuck them and it says why the fuck are we doing there yeah, what, what the fuck are you doing what the fuck are we doing there right mm-hmm. you know it's like it's like what, what what the fuck did anybody gain out of that nothing right for sure um what a fucking what a fucking joke. And, uh, you know, but people like to fucking, uh, see their side, put the, some fucking sickos like to see their side, put the boots to other fucking people, I guess. But, uh, apparently not Cutter. So, you know, the lyrics are pretty straightforward. They basically just repeat three times. What was it? A few weeks ago we had that band. I was like, so this band just decided to play a song and then play the song again. Right. That song twice as long. Yes. Here's the difference. This song is two minutes and 25 seconds. It's not seven fucking minutes. Right. Yes, exactly. I don't want to hear this go on for seven minutes, right? No, not at
1: all. This is a perfect length. Cut off. Good. Very tasteful. Very well done. Liked it. For sure. Um, also it it the the members of the band are listed on here uh two times. And uh I'm sad to I'm sad to learn that the vocalist's name is actually Miles. I much yeah, prefer that's a his assumed I, I much prefer his yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I much prefer his assumed moniker, Destructo. Yeah. Um so I'm just going to, I'm going to think of, I'm going to think of Miles only as Destructo. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot more to say about that. If you like, if you like a rockin' ass uh, hardcore, then you probably will like that. The The tones were really good here too. Like all the guitar mm-hmm. tones and everything were fucking dialed in. Sounded really good. Definitely going to listen to the rest of this EP. That was, yeah. uh, that was solid. I've
2: never heard of this band, so I'm definitely going to be checking out their other material. They've got a few other releases. Um, looks like a demo or something from June of last year. Something from April and then this from June, so they're maybe kind of new, um, but uh, definitely doing it right. Yeah, for sure.
1: I uh, I was into that. Thanks to uh, thanks to John for sending that in. That was a uh, that was a winner. First uh, first uh, international release from John for a minute, and uh, yeah, that was a that was a good way to to reintroduce yourself to the listenership of uh, of the pod. That was was really good. Let's uh, roll the dice. See what's up next. Five. Okay. Five is, uh, hmm. okay. So first of all, five is a, um, is a Spotify exclusive. This is, this song is not on Bandcamp. I looked for it, um, might be on YouTube or something, but, uh, the link that I was sent is uh, a Spotify one. So this was a submission from a member of the band. The band is new Elvis. The song is district, which is, um, a new single as of, uh, like a month ago, I think. And the description of the band, um, on their band camp because i did find that they had some older stuff on Bandcamp was uh was folk punk which is you know mm. obviously obviously not not fucking promising um so uh we're just gonna jump into this with as open a mind as possible um for a band that chooses to self-describe as full folk, folk punk so we're gonna listen to this on district by the band new elvis <laughs> Okay, so we just heard the song District by the band New Elvis, and uh, this was submitted by um, Kevin, who plays drums in this band. So I'm just going to read you what their About Me on Spotify is, and this is the same About Me that they have on Bandcamp. So this is evidently the the foot they want to put forward. New Elvis is a folk punk band from Washington, D.C., led by frontman Bila Machini, whose members include Caitlin, blah, 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 blah. Um, and they are known for their bombastic live performances which revitalize the ethos of Americana by entwining the urgency of 1970s punk with the sensuality of 1980s New Wave. Their songs express revolutionary sexual desires. <laughs> so, so this is certainly not, not like any folk punk that i've ever heard before i mean, no, i know I, I you know this is this did not bring to mind uh train train hopping crusties strumming strumming old irish ditties around a campfire you know this is this is not uh ghost mice this is not uh this is not a planet x folk punk band um to me this more seems like i don't know maybe somebody um, self-describing in a way that is divorced from uh, pre-existing musical lexicon, you know, um, or choosing to reclaim terms that are generally understood to mean something else. Cause this is not folk punk as it is generally understood.
2: Or maybe it's just a term used when you don't know what else to use. Sure. Maybe that too.
1: And so that kind of speaks to, to how I feel about this song generally, which is that I thought that the meat of this song musically was actually pretty good. Um, but the vocals were not and I think that it it lends me to believe paired with the the self-description of this band that like maybe they just happened into something kind of cool by accident and it's not necessarily representative of like their larger musical output Um, because I thought that the music there was was pretty solid kind of garagey you know upbeat punk stuff that wouldn't that wouldn't. Um, that wasn't too far away from plenty of shit that I like, but the presentation and especially the vocal delivery um, put it in like a different world enti- entirely and it, it kind of made me feel like a, an outsider looking in at something, yeah.
2: Yeah, I actually thought that the, the main riff of this song was pretty catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some catchy parts of the song, but that for me was the part that stood out too. The vocals were way up front, mm-hmm. um, and not to my taste. No, nope. um, I don't know. Um, bury them a little bit more, you know, maybe, uh, pull, you know, just, they were right up front and they were just clear as a fucking bell, weren't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for and,
2: sure. Um, musically, this was tan This was like parallel to some things that I like, or tangential to some things that I, that I might like. Sure. I feel like if I saw this band at a, at, at a, at a show. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I wouldn't recognize a single shirt on anybody else that's there. No. You know what I mean? Not. Yeah. Like I, it, this is, this is, this is definitely, we say this a lot for stuff that we don't for stuff that we kind of like, but don't really like. Yeah. Um, or, or like is, is sort of, uh, there's a, there's a bit of overlap in the Venn diagram with our tastes. This is definitely like, bar band for sure yeah Mm -hmm. right this is not a obviously this is not a fucking basement band but um this is this is definitely like everybody's pretty hype on this like new elvis band that's coming to the fucking brass rail right right yeah and um you know i don't it's fine i guess it's pretty good you know what i mean like at times it kind of sounds like this could be on like you know goner records or something sure it's like in that it's in that general wheelhouse of stuff. And there's plenty of stuff on there that I, that I, you know, in that sort of, I guess, lane that I, that I like. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd say that this is like two thirds, 66% of the way there for me. Mm -hmm. Um, it just, uh, I did not like, I did not like the, uh, where the singing was (laughs) (laughs) on this. Um, and, uh,
1: just make it a little fucking dirtier right yeah well i and i guess like this being sort of tangential to things that i do enjoy that's what i'm kind of saying is is that i i don't know i don't think that's even by design you know what yeah I, mean? I know i know like, because i feel
2: like <laughs> I, I feel like if this band if this band was going for the things that i enjoy by design there would be like some fuzz on the guitar or something yeah yeah. And well, you know what I mean? Like I think, there would be some of the hallmarks of that.
1: Yeah, and I think most notably the vocalist wouldn't be going to Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. like yeah, that yeah. that dude's trying to sing his ass off. You know what I mean? Like that dude's, right. that dude's up there trying to wail and be like a cool front man you know what i mean it's just there mm-hmm. there are some like there are some definite red flags here that lead me to believe this is like this is not of our world it just happened to stumble in to some sounds that are somewhat familiar and uh somewhat enjoyable to us but it's
2: I, it's not of our world and it is nothing known you
1: know? <laughs> for sure And the season shift call my name i'm just gonna go home <laughs> So, so uh, on that note, let's um let's let's pivot away from music for the evening. We've uh we've gotten through five bands. We got a handful of messages to do. Um, so let's uh let's listen to some messages and then and then. Call I'm it so
2: the glad night. we didn't land on that Ukrainian black metal band.
1: Uh yeah, man, because sure.
2: I was not looking forward to listening to you like dance and apologize your way around trying to
1: pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, me neither. So um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's call it on the music for the, for tonight, which was, um, which was a mixed bag to say the least. Ah, there was some pretty dope stuff on there though. There was some um, good stuff. The gay stuff was good. The mm-hmm. cutters stuff was mm-hmm. good. Um, the yep. stucco stuff was interesting. We, sure. we were
2: interested in stucco. Want to, want to check it out some more. Uh-huh. Um, provoker was god-awful yes provoker provoker i I just
1: i feel more false just for listening (laughs) to that whole song for sure yeah
2: right yeah
1: it was uh it was a mixed bag we'll say like there was some good stuff on this tonight but uh i don't this isn't going to go down in the demo listen hall of fame you know yeah um so let's uh let's listen to some messages real quick all right hey guys
4: uh gmt calling from canada still still in canada and uh just listen to the podcast newest episode and at the beginning uh something you guys were talking about i don't really know what exactly but it got me thinking about something and uh it, it's a topic i think about from time to time and i was wondering what you guys think so um essentially what it is is that uh i get really triggered when i hear people talk about um, Natural versus unnatural, in the sense that they separate man and, and, sorry, sorry, humanity, gender's yeah, a construct, uh, from, uh, nature? Oh, it was when Nate was saying Mother Nature. And, uh, I'm not projecting what you think, Nate. Just, uh, just got me inspired. So, anyways, what are you guys' thoughts on this? Do you think that, uh, there is a good reason to talk about nature versus, uh, humanity? As, as two different things or or do you think that it might be a bad thing to talk about the those two things as being separate. And also, have you
2: guys watched the movie uh Darkman recently? No, I have not watched the Dark Man recently, but um Hold on. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. I think I'm thinking of Dr. Giggles.
1: Um, Um, Dark, Dark Man is the Sam Raimi film uh, starring Liam Neeson.
2: Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I actually have watched that recently, like within the last year. And um, God damn, that movie is a fucking underrated classic, dude. I am thinking
2: about Dark Man because um, the, uh, the one actor that's in that plays the bad guy in Dark Man. Mm -hmm. um, What's his name? Larry Drake.
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
2: He was on an episode of SG, uh, Stargate, <laughs> Stargate SG-1 last night where he played a slave driver for some aliens. Oh, okay. And cool. uh, he got his ass fucking handed to him. Word. And he died, in, he died in 2016 at the age of 66, which surprised the hell out of me because I thought he would have been a lot older than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. He, he, he wasn't looking good even back in the 90s. Yeah, so, um, um, yeah, no, dark- I haven't watched Darkman in a long ass time. It's it's really good, man. It's it's a movie out of time. Like it was uh it was just it re- it was released before the world was ready for it, I think. If it came out yeah. now, people would would get it. It's uh it's a really excellent sort of uh simultaneously a a send-up and a love letter to comic books. It's really sure. fucking great. It's uh it's worth a revisit, man. It's uh it'll have you laughing throughout the uh the entirety of the movie, but also like damn, this fucking kicks ass. Yeah. Um in terms of uh, the uh, the bulk of this of this message and the question posed, um, I mean, I'll just be brief here. I, I think that uh, I think that humanity's tendency to uh, categorize itself as a distinct entity from that of the natural world is um, is kind of it, it exemplifies the hubris which has brought us to the brink of total obliteration. So that's my opinion on that. Yeah, I think it depends on the context, right? Because I think you're right. I mean we're not going
2: to get in too into it, uh, with my, you know, cause this obviously aligns pretty closely to a lot of things that, uh, I think about and care about a lot, but, yes. um, you know, um, I think that is part of the problem is somehow we think that ultimately we are the ones in charge. Right. Um, you know, I, it, 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 never, it never ceases to amaze me. It never ceases to amaze me. Fill me with despair, fill me with morbid glee, fill me with a range of emotions to watch, uh, and and to watch people just so casually trash and disregard the only fucking place in the universe that we can live. Yeah, for sure, man. It just amazes me. I it it never ceases to amaze me. From 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 the um lowliest from the, the lowliest of uh, indigent poor leaving their garbage sit at a public park to uh <clears throat> you know the uh, most egregious crimes committed by the billionaires and multinationals of this planet. It never ceases to amaze me. It never ceases to amaze me how we uh, seem almost fated, if not iron-willed, to utterly destroy the capability of the only place in the universe to support us.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's genuinely shocking.
2: It's, you know, so at some point you have to wonder how much we're actually even in control of ourselves. Right. Yes. Um, I mean, how much we actually, but how much we can, how much say we actually fucking have it. Right. Because right. you'd like to think as a sentient intelligent species, we can look at the things around us and decide. Um, but i tell you what. Uh, absolutely nothing from the past fucking 18 months has convinced me that we're capable of solving any sort of fucking problem, right? Yeah. I think collectively, I think collectively, we just need to insert gun, pull trigger. Yeah. Um, like, I think that's that's w- why drag it out. Just get it over with, right? <laughs> right? Just yeah. get it over with. Um, but uh, anyway, anyway I, was, I, I don't really want to open that up. Uh, <laughs> I, I was really fucking... Digging on that the other day because I was walking, walking, uh, just walking to a local fucking park where I fish and just saw like trash everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just sent me down a fucking spiral, right? Yeah, it's the fucking worst. But, um, but it also depends the context, too, because I think we also then you get a lot of jokers that uh, will be like, oh, well, plutonium is perfectly natural. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, plastic noodles in the bellies of Daphnia, all of, you know, and fucking micro, you know, my, microscopic zoinvertebrates, uh, you know, that's perfectly natural, too, because humans are natural and they made plastic. So that's natural. <laughs> right. uh, you get a lot of
1: fucking willies that do that. Too. Sure. <laughs> um, all right. Let's uh, let's listen to the next one.
3: Hey, what's up, buttholes? Um, I, uh, so you guys at the beginning of the show usually say this isn't a review show in the traditional sense, blah, blah, blah. And you know, I've reviewed some stuff before for various publications, and I'm like, yeah, I guess it's not a review show, but I mean, it kind of is. And then, I was listening to Anthony Fantano for the first time in like a decade two days ago because one of my friends got reviewed by him and you guys are really not a review show because that guy is probably the most pompous cocksucker I've ever heard in my fucking life and uh yeah it really put it all in perspective for me that you really are just two idiots airing hot takes and talking about how you feel. Which is way better than this douchebag Pantano. So keep up the good work. Bye.
2: Yeah. Okay. There you go. Thanks. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what we said from the start. Right. Um, For sure. You know. Yeah. It just talks about the how we like how you know the the feelings that the music gives. Honestly, that's what's more important to me than anything than anything else. Right. For sure. I, I could I could give two shits of anybody's mastery of musical theory if the music don't move me, I don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, government music by DK. The Music's okay. When there's more ideas than solos, do we really need the attitude too? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it just doesn't move me, man. If it doesn't move me, I'm not interested, and I don't give a fuck about, you know, trying to quantify things, and uh, because it, it can't be quantified, I've never, I've literally never watched anything by Anthony Fantano. He shows up on my YouTube channels, um, my recommendations, and I try to block his channel just because I don't, I, I don't like the click the, the way that everybody has to have like a stupid face oh while they're looking at like a record yeah, or something like that worst, you know man. you know listening to the new oc's record oh you <laughs> know like fuck off right? <laughs> fuck off yeah right and i don't really i don't really give a shit about uh anything other than uh, how it makes me feel
1: and does it make me feel good or bad you know? So there you go. Yeah. To, to quote, uh, Joey badass. Um, if it don't move my spirit, I don't get near it. Um, yeah. so yeah, like I think that a lot of people maybe upon first hearing this might tend to default to being like, well, no, this is, this is a review show. You're reviewing something. And I think if anything, that just speaks to the fact that luckily maybe because you're a, a person of sound mind, you've not willingly sub- subjected yourself to reading, um, a music review in a long time. Go and read one like from like a real sort of like, quote unquote, top tier publication, like Pitchfork or something, or go watch an Anthony Fantano video or something. And uh, I think you will quickly come to the same conclusion that what we are doing is not music journalism. It, it ain't even really close. Um, no, nope, not at all. It's not. And we are not reviewing releases here. We oh, are no. just shooting the shit while we are listening to music. But
2: you know what? We're engaging with it. The way that 90 fucking 9% of people do right? for sure. Yes. Nobody's, nobody's given these records a hard fucking listen on like, you know, super high end fucking high fidelity equipment and like, you know, taking notes and shit like that. Nobody, right? Right. Your head's fucking shoved way up your fucking asshole or, uh, you know, you listen to jazz if you're doing that kind of shit. Sure. Right. Yeah. This is hardcore. This is fucking punk. This is fucking brain dead
1: caveman music. Right. And, uh, it's being spoken about by two brain dead cavemen. So right, we're just, uh, we're giving it all the fucking due that it's deserved. So, um, so let's, uh, let's listen to the, uh, next message.
4: Hey, what's up guys? Um, I just have a quick question for you. I've always kind of wondered this from a long time listener. Um, Nate, I know you used to put on shows at the Harrison house and gray. I know you put on shows at the bug house, if I'm not mistaken, I'm just curious. Uh, what's the favorite? Sh- what's your favorite show that you've ever put on? As far as like the live acts and everything, just the best night that both of you have had at the uh, house shows that you're in. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I appreciate all the good content, you guys. Keep on going. Thanks.
2: Oh Jesus, um, that is a good question. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I think that the ones that really stick out on my mind aren't always the ones with the best bands sure but it's the most bonkers scenario right um you know there was a there was a um show that
1: fuck
2: what was it um ass chapel played at the house mm-hmm. years ago and a water line broke in the basement yeah and um so that was happening while bands were playing. And just like I, I like I said, I, I think I've said it before, but I, I am a firm believer that the bad times always in the long run have more staying power than the good. Of course. like you, They're better stories, right? That's what you stick with. That's what sticks with me more, right? Um, but there's tons of them. Um, the first time that Inner Armor played the house oh, because man. we didn't know those guys and it turned out that you know, we were all cut from the same mold. And then they, they played again in town, like the next night or came back and played like two nights later or some shit
1: like yeah, that. Yeah. I hooked, I hooked them up the next night with a, with a show at a different house because they had some dates fall through and it just so happened that, uh, that yeah, it lined up that there was another house show and I contacted the people involved and got them on another show the next night. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and, and shows where the, the ones, so when it comes to, like, running shows and touring and, like, doing shows and stuff, I think, for me, more important than the music, because I can go listen to the recording, right? Sure. Um, And it's fun, right? But it's the energy, and it's also the fucking people that you meet. For sure. It, more than anything else, that's what I absolutely miss about living in a money pit fucking shithole of a fucking punk house is meeting new people and the random chaos and the random sort of relationships that come out of that. I cannot, I cannot describe to you how deeply that, uh, that, that itches, you know what I mean? And, and like, I, I I can't really scratch it now, you know? Yeah. Um, so like those are always good, uh, beasts in the field mm-hmm. setting up fucking, you know, eight fucking heads and like 16 cabs in my tiny basement yeah and 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 and, and it's so fucking loud that your vision goes blurry yes. you know yeah there's an up, there, there's one where they brought a fog machine mm-hmm. so you couldn't see your hand in front of your face and you didn't know where anybody was and it was just this unbelievable crushing fucking noise that you could feel in your bones right yeah that was good. Um, there's just a bunch of them, man, but it always boils down to the people that you meet. Right. For sure. Um, those are always the best shows for me.
1: Yeah, man. Like when, when the Harrison house was brought up immediately, my my mind went to the exact two same places was inner armor, anytime inner armor played there, but specifically the first time and anytime beast in the field played there, but like inner armor specifically, not only because they are a fucking like just truly a god tier band kind of a once once in a generation band that that transcends uh genre boundaries and tastes and whatnot and it's just so good that when you see them you kind of have no choice but to be like yeah this fucking rips um but also just like meeting dudes who you, it's that very, very rare occurrence where you meet some dudes that like right away, you know, like these are your homies forever. You know what I'm saying? Like meeting those dudes was like, all right, cool, man. Like these, these dudes are like close friends for the rest of my life.
2: Yeah. You just, you just fucking click, you
1: know, and and the thing is too, like other shows that I remind that, that, that
2: bring me back that I always enjoyed. I always, for the most part, really enjoyed having overseas bands play because Mm -hmm. it was, it wasn't, a common you know thing, like to have a grind band from Sweden play sure. Fort Wayne right right, and just kinda you know. Watching somebody explore American culture, like I think it was off or, or that yeah. was like freaking out over the size of the beers at the bar. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it was Splitter. And, and, and just like they wanted to go to McDonald's more than anything. And I was like, McDonald's, man, that's better. Like after the show. And the guy that was driving the van like, no, dude, it's their fucking dream. It's all they fucking talk about <laughs> is going to McDonald's. And like, he's like, it's fine. It's all they fucking talk about. Like, like wrangling little kids. It's always, you know, I always enjoyed having folks from overseas, you know, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put on my, 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 uh, this is kind of getting me in a nostalgic place. I think the best part about being in that sort of like age group, Mm -hmm. because believe me, it does drop off and it is a fucking hard pill to swallow. And it is, it is, uh. It, uh, it sucks is having a, a pretty wide social network and like of actual people that you know and and, and interact with Mm -hmm. and having the ability to, the ability to actually do things, random things with people. Yeah. Um, because that goes away and, uh, it sucks. It sucks. It's, it's the absolute worst part of being, um, you know, say older than 30. For sure, um, it it goes away, it, it, you know. Just like yo, let's go do this. Yeah, cool. And you just, you know, random shit can happen. People come in, people go. You know, the, yeah. There's 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 an ephemeral sort of aspect to it where people come and people go and things happen. But that's the best part because you never know what's going to happen next. And uh, so for me, that was always the best part about about running the house, even as late as I did because I did it well into my thirties. I fuck almost forty. Yeah. Um. Was. It, it scratched that itch for me. It, it's provided that outlet still. Um, that's why I still love fucking fucking hardcore. It's why I hate hanging out with people my age. Because I fucking hate everything, right? Yeah. And people my age, basically, they're the worst, right? They eh, got my kids, they got my fucking house. I don't give a fuck. I spent today scraping paint, right, this morning. Um, I hate doing housework. Me I hate. too,
1: dude. It's the worst. <laughs> like,
2: like, I get it. It needs to get done. But like, I, and it wasn't even, I wasn't that fucking sore about it because it needed to get done. But whatever, you know, I'm just fucking suck up and do it. But I was thinking about it while I was doing it. It's like, God, you know, if I had the money, I, I would pay people to do even the most menial of tasks. Oh, dude, no doubt. No right. Doubt. Because yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. I don't care. Why am I, why do I care what the picnic table looks like? You know what I mean? Like I don't
1: care for sure,
2: but, uh, it's got to get done. And that's just the, you know, eventually everybody drops out, man. And if you hang around long enough, you'd be the only one left. And, uh, it gets, it's a, it's kind of a weird thing for sure. That's, that's, you know, so yeah, that's, that's, that for me is always what stuck for me was the, those shows was more than the music it was always the
1: people yeah definitely um and for me in the uh in the short amount of time that i've been doing shows at the bug house because i've been booking shows for a long long time like 14 years now um <clears throat> the the best bug house show that i've done since you asked about that specifically or at least my favorite one uh, was definitely the uh, regional justice center and gum show that i did at the house um, kiddo from indianapolis also played who's a band that everybody should check out if you've not listened to them yet um just uh fucking packed packed to the brim kids going off a lot of young kids there um a couple couple folks were seeing their very first hardcore show ever that night and i mean fucking gum and regional justice justice center are uh in a basement in indiana pretty pretty good introduction to that world yeah was um, fun show it was a super fucking fun show um i'm having i know um i'm having gum back this fall at the bug house actually i'm going to have uh gel gum and and love on the uh on the same show so that's going to be a stacked one that I'm, I'm very much looking forward to but yeah that's probably my favorite one that i've booked at uh at the house so far um jad from poland is another one that uh that sticks out uh, again because having international bands is always a treat um also got to kick it with uh with the homie biff um from uh from new york who has played in a ton of amazing bands over the years um, who has, you know, put out a ton of amazing records for bands over the years as driven bands is um, one of the most stalwart punks that I have ever known a dude who like puts his money where his mouth is in a way that uh, almost nobody else that you meet will do. Um, so that was, uh, that was good, both because the band Jad fucking ripped um, and uh, I got to kick it with Biff. So it was great. Um, so Nate, you wanted to, you wanted yeah, to we've just got a
2: couple more and the other, the other two, uh, the other two aren't going to like strike a chord. So they ain't going to bring out any fucking, you know, brain philosophy or
1: anything <laughs> like that. So. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So let's, uh, let's just listen to these next two messages then.
5: Hey guys, Scott Goss Jenkins here. I, uh, was at work the other day and a bunch of, sh- bunch of my shit got, uh, moved out of my dad's house. I found a uh, sewing needle in my underwear. Of course, after feeling some sharp pains and some reasons, I would rather not feel sharp pains then. I thought you would appreciate that to some
4: degree. Thank you, and have a bad day. Goodbye. So
1: who was this? I'm not, I'm not, I couldn't entirely make out the name. Something, something Tyler Jenkins, I think, because okay. um, it sounded like there was some alcohol imbibed before this call was, before yeah. this message was left. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm sorry to hear that you found a, uh, a sewing needle in your underwear, man. Oh,
2: well, it's, the area code's from Ohio, so.
1: Okay, cool. Well, um,
2: Yeah, that sucks. And uh, one has to wonder how it got there. <laughs>
1: One does have to wonder how I figure
2: what I'm thinking is it's a pin, right? Maybe yeah. there were some boxers that were pin shut or something. You can get all the pins. Yeah. Maybe,
1: maybe that was it. So, uh, hope that doesn't happen to you again. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's listen to this last one.
5: What's up, you fucking queers. Uh, so thoughts, uh, they're like not a death court band, but they're also like not a hundred percent a death metal band. I guess. But like, uh, thoughts on the black Dahlia murder. I know they kind of, blur the line between proto-death metal and proto-death core, whatever the fuck it is, like, in between there. They're, like, a scene death metal band, I guess you would say. Thoughts on them and other bands like them that kind of have that, like, scene cred where they do those big tours, but they're not associated with a lot of, like, major death metal bands or death metal acts. I mean, I guess the Black Dahlia is more, but you see them sometimes more, like, promoting those, like, from the sewer tour or whatever bullshit. Also, if you guys could play God and bring one person back or end one person's existence, not hardcore or demetal, any kind of bullshit scene related or community related, just a general person, but it can't be for political reasons. So no Trump, no Biden or any of that bullshit. Who would you? Uh Also, it can't be a personal reason. It's just out of, like, fun. I guess more interested in Nate's thoughts. And if honestly I thought about it, I'd bring back Seth Putnam and I have him run for the governor of Maryland. I think we could use a little bit of his logic in this world. Help uh, the anti, more uh, survival of the fittest type mentality, you know? He'll do his things.
2: Black Dahlia Murder. Mm-hmm. I have seen Black Dahlia Murder at least 20 times. Uh-huh. I have never gone to see Black Dahlia Murder. <laughs> yeah, they were
1: opening up a lot of tours for a while.
2: Yeah, I, I have seen them at least 20 times, but I have never gone to a show to see them. I've never listened to a Black Dahlia album um i don't give a shit about them yeah um
1: 100 percent. so i've i think i've kind of mentioned it on this show before maybe not um black dahlia was actually pretty pretty formative for me in terms of actually getting me into death metal actively they were a band that i heard um very early on when i was sort of branching out and um beginning to get into contemporary punk and hardcore and not just the legacy stuff um i was also branching out and getting into metal at the same time um i think that i saw a video for a black Dahlia murder song on the at that time recently revived revived headbangers ball and um it it definitely opened a lot of doors for me i i can't front on that um the first few Black Dahlia Murder records um, are, are high performative for me. Specifically, Miasma. Um, I still revisit that record every once in a while, though not as much, just because it's one of those things where I think they are kind of uh, they're a starter pack death metal band, like. They, I understand why they get limp, lumped in with Deathcore because they played a lot of the, those shows and they are hardcore kids, but um, I've never thought of them as a Deathcore act. They don't, they're not playing like slamming breakdowns, they're not doing like lame guttural vocals. Um, they are literally just trying their best, uh, at least on the early stuff, to rip off at the gates. They were just doing like, um, like Gothenburg style Melodeath shit. And uh, of of all the bands attempting to recreate that particular style of death metal, um, I honestly think that Black Dahlia Murder did it. Uh, is uh, is a front runner for the band that did it the best. Um, I mean, I think obviously. Um, there are some, there are some contenders that would probably outclass them, but Black Dahlia Murders up there. So I got no beef with that band at all. They're not a band that I revisit a whole lot, but, uh, but I'm not going to front either. That's a, they're a band that was, uh, that was kind of pivotal for me, um, in terms of discovering, uh, more sort of essential classic death metal. So no, no beef with Black Dahlia at all. Um, so that is the last the last message that we have. However, we do oh, have, hold on, hold on. Who would I bring back? Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Fucking there's always some harebrained fucking. There's always, yeah, yeah. 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 Who would you bring back?
2: Jesus. No, <laughs> no doubt. Just so I, just to watch the disappointment on anybody's fucking
1: face. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a pretty good, no doubt, good idea. no doubt. Yeah.
2: No doubt. Just so they see that he was, you know, a North African gentleman um, that does not look anything like the fucking insipid failure hanging upon the cross right uh-huh just an average fucking dude he was probably pretty chill but he was also probably a man of his era so he probably had some pretty uh let's just say problematic thoughts on certain things in in the modern era <laughs> probably um, and uh I bring him back and then i got him like a fucking pig on a world <laughs> stage and put him back in the ground
1: um i you know i feel like uh, a good if we're talking like a just for the laws tor- type of type of situation um you know, bringing back like uh, Polk, President Polk, or something. Someone mad?
2: <laughs> like no one
1: even knows. Yeah, mad, inconsequential. You know what I mean? Like Polk <laughs> or Taft or something. Who- what if you just brought back? Not even anybody that was ever famous, right? Uh huh. You
2: just go through the obituaries from like nineteen. Go through. Go through the obituaries from like nineteen eighty six, right? <laughs> yeah. Fucking pick a name. Bring them back,
1: see if it shows up in the news. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I think the move for me would be to go hyper inconsequential. Yeah. Um, so, on that, that's, uh, that's all of our voicemails for the night. We do have one text message. Um, it's from Joe Stevens. He says that he wants his credit when we find this gold mine of John Joseph's shirtless. Uh, shirtless videos make sure you stick with the video until he says he wants to get his grubby, grubby hands on you and he's a dirty motherfucker <laughs> just, so so the video in question is actually you know uh, maybe I'll drop the audio in so that you can hear it in case you're not familiar I feel a little bit bad about it just because like I said I've said on the show before I know a lot of people clown John Joseph and like it's rightfully so the dude has been very kind to me personally so I have no personal qualms or beef with the guy at all. I think he's a nice dude, albeit albeit a bit misguided <laughs> to say the least. Um, but he he did have these videos from like 10 years ago and and Adam Walker recently sent this to me like a few days ago because Joe sent them to him and Adam had never seen them. I have seen these before and it's a collection of videos that John was evidently sending to like a woman that he was seeing at the time or like spitting game to. He's looking pretty fucking fit. He is. Look, I mean, he's still looking fit. I mean, the man, the man is a fucking powerhouse. You can't argue with that. Um But uh, he like is just spitting, spitting mad. Game and it does include the lines that you know the line that he uh, he wants to get his grubby hands on you because he's a dirty motherfucker um, and they are fucking incredible. I don't know how they got on the internet. I think somebody got a hold of them somehow and then compiled them all and uploaded them to YouTube a long time mm-hmm. ago. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll drop the audio from the video in here, or maybe I'll, I'll just actually, you know, I'll just put the YouTube link in the show, in the show notes and you can go check it out. Cause it's, it's worth, uh, it's worth like five minutes of your time. So, um, thanks to, thanks to Joe for, uh, for, uh, bringing the world's attention to that, because I'm sure that this will be at least a few people's first experience with these videos and they're really fucking good. So on that note, let's uh, let's wrap the show up for the evening. If you want to submit music, it is demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to call and leave us a message, it's 260-222-8341. You can also send a text message. Just don't expect us to text you back. We'll probably just read it on the show. And then if you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. $5 and up gets you access to uh, all the content that we put out. $10 and up gets you access to all of the releases that we put out. Um, and all of those should have gone out by now. I think maybe one or two stragglers sent me their address the past couple of days. So your tapes will go out this week, but everybody else's should uh, have long since arrived by then. Thanks to everybody who's been posting about, uh, the histamine release on the internet and big up and, uh, us, but most, most importantly, them yeah Um, for sure that's it's uh it's it's cool uh totally reached out to me and said that they've definitely seen seen an uptick in uh in traffic and people listening to their shit and checking them out and uh that's that's cool that's the that's the reason that we do this so um if you uh, if you like the show rate and review on itunes tell a homie all that good shit beyond that i have got no further thoughts for the evening nate if you are uh if you're good to go we'll wrap it up
2: i'm gonna go gonna go celebrate with some fireworks all right
0: peace